You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Three Mall. Welcome to this week's weekly player spotlight on Three Mall as we're joined by K-State senior wide receiver and special team standout Seth Porter. Before we get started with Seth, we want to tell all of you as always about our friends at Riverbank Brewing in Council Grove, which has partnered with Wildcat NIL and Three Mall to bring a K-State football player on the pod each week. Riverbank Brewing has outstanding craft beers brewed in-house, many of which are made with Kansas-grown barley and hops. They also have specialty cocktails made with Lewisburg cider, paired with your choice of vodka, tequila, rum, or whiskey, if that's your preference. Beers on special this week include the All-In, the Single Hop Pale Ale with Kansas Hop Company Cascade Hops, which is back on tap. And you can also try Snake Bite Legends Never Die Chocolate Porter uh, and Dave and, with Dave and Danny's Hard Cider. Riverbank, located on Main Street in Historic Council Grove, will be open for a K-State watch party on Saturday for the Wildcats' huge game against Texas. So go enjoy some drinks. Watch the Cats on one of Riverbank's mini TVs. It's going to be a beautiful fall Saturday. It looks like it's going to be around 67, 68 degrees for a high. So if you're inclined to go do so, you can go sit out on Riverbank's beautiful, large outdoor patio that overlooks the Neosho River and watch K-State on one of their many outdoor TVs. Riverbank will also be open for the Chiefs game Sunday morning as they play the Dolphins in Germany in what is an 8.30 a.m. kick local time. So go check them out. Enjoy some college football. Enjoy the NFL and support great folks who support K-State student-athletes. Riverbank Brewing open Thursday through Saturday. For more information, go to riverbankbrewing.com or facebook.com slash riverbankbrewing. Seth, it's uh, it's awesome to have you on, man. Uh, we're just saying offline, I talked to your dad quite a bit and You've been such a key piece to this program. You've been a part of the program for six years now. You've played in 56 games. What were the emotions like you went through when you got your first career touchdown Saturday? Um, it was a lot. There were a lot of emotions. Um, I'd say the biggest one was just like release. Um, wanted one for, for six years. Um, really been eight years since I scored my last touchdown. I played defense on varsity so I in high school, so I haven't put scored a touchdown since my sophomore year of high school. So I was just, uh, I was just relieved, honestly. I know they've gone to you a couple times in the red zone before. Is there a moment that like stands out where you were just like, ah, is this ever going to happen for me? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've definitely had some, some opportunities throughout my career. Um, and just whether it was whatever it was, you know, it didn't get, uh, wasn't fully clicking um, on everything, and so couldn't make it happen until last Saturday. Everything clicked, and we made it happen. And for the people that don't know, you were born and raised in Houston, and you do it against the hometown school. What is that? How surreal is that? Yeah, that was just, uh, I think that was just kind of icing on top, honestly. Um, I didn't really think about it much until after it happened and everyone started saying it. But yeah, I uh, grew up a huge K-State fan, but uh, I grew up probably 20 minutes from U of H. So uh, to do it against a, a school from my, my own backyard was pretty cool. Now, did you have any sense when that when that play call was called uh, before that the ball was going to go to you and that you'd have a shot there? Uh, I knew I had a shot, yeah, um, based on how they'd been playing some things. And I knew there was a decent chance that uh, on that mesh I'd get cut free. And so I was I was ready for it and hoping it would happen the way it did. So 
I asked you about the emotions of it. it Philip Brooks, the guy that you came in with, wide receiver, he gave a, a passionate speech in the locker room, gave you the sledgehammer after the game, saw the video that K-State pushed out. But, you know, the emotions of your teammates, too, they, they were so excited and happy for you. And then obviously your family. I mean, just what were those experiences like just being with your teammates Saturday after the fact and also your family and the, the interactions you had with them? Yeah, honestly, I think that's what made it so special. Um, it's just seeing all my friends and family like care so much. You can watch even on the on the wide view of film. You can see my brother Shane and Phil come running down the sideline. Phil ran all the way to the end zone to really supposed to do, but he came down, celebrated with me. So it was uh, it was really special. Um, and have a lot of my family there. It was it was really cool. We saw on the TV broadcast that appeared your brother, Shane, who is a redshirt sophomore and an integral part of K-State special teams as well, was making sure the football was secured for you. Uh, th- did you tell him to uh, to go hide that football make sure you had it, or, or what were those discussions? He just did that on his own. So I can't remember who I – I think I gave it to Phil originally. I can't – Phil or Shane originally and was like, hold on to this because I thought I was going to have to go run down on kickoff. So I ran over there. I got to the kickoff huddle, and they said – you're good. We're putting someone else in. And so, and I came back over and then Shane had it and like tried to give it to me. And I was like, I can't hold on to this right now. So I was like, I told him, just go put it somewhere and make sure you know where. And then I didn't know he was doing all that, but the towels stopped <laughs> grabbing towels and hiding it. But they did a good job and made sure I got it after the game. So I appreciate that. What, what are you planning to do with that football, Seth? I mean, hopefully you get another one, another touchdown, but are, are you going to put that in a protective display case and, uh, put that up somewhere down the road yeah i think so i, I got it i got it at the house now i kind of display just some of the stuff i've been able to collect in my time here at k-state so it's sitting on a shelf right now i don't know maybe i'll put it in the display or something <laughs> later yeah yeah well hey moving moving on from that moment which was just a, a great moment i was so excited for you when when you got that we've been rooting for that to happen for a while but talking about uh you being a captain before the season, what what did that mean to you when you were named a captain? Um, that meant a lot. Um, that was one of uh, one of my goals. It was really one of my goals um, since my freshman year. I remember sitting in as a true freshman, um, a walk on that <laughs> was just lucky to be here, weighing probably 150 pounds, soaking wet. Um, and I remember taking part of the voting process um, and look up at the seniors and older guys at that time, and just being like, I I want to be there one day. Um, I don't know if anyone expected it, but it was always a goal in the back of my mind to be a captain of the team. And that was one of my goals coming back um, as for a sixth year. Um, I had three goals coming back um, for my sixth year. One was to be a captain one for a touchdown, and the other was to win the Big 12 championship back-to-back. So we got two out of those three right now, and so we're still hunting for that last one. Well, I guess that, that leads into a question I was going to ask you later, Seth. But a lot of guys, after five years winning a league championship, they would have said, all right, job's done time to move on start professional life or whatever you want to do next in life you've been in college football for five years and you go out on top with a a big 12 championship but you chose to come back for a year six maybe just expand on that and and what led to that decision yeah yeah there was uh there was multiple things that led into the decision um for my fifth year i had planned on that being my last year i would have called you crazy if you said i was coming back for a sixth um but just uh as the year went on um, I did a lot of praying. My faith's really big to me and felt like God wasn't done using me on the team. And I felt like I had some things that I individually wanted to accomplish. And we as a team, um, wanted to accomplish. Um, we spent years 
past few years building the culture um, that we have now, um, and that led to the success last year. And I just I wasn't ready to wasn't ready to leave it. So if I had an extra year, I was I was going to take it. Obviously, Seth, K-State's been coined special teams you for nearly three decades now, and you grew up a K-State fan, so you've seen how elite K-State's been on special teams, and you've been a big part of upholding the standard during your career as a terrific special teams player at K-State. But early on in the season, that maybe the special teams weren't quite up to the level that we're accustomed to seeing, and I don't know if you feel that way, but it feels like you guys have really turned it around and been really good over the last few games. Um what what's led to maybe that turnaround and and do you think that you guys maybe weren't playing up to the level that you expected earlier in the year um i definitely think we weren't playing up to our standard um and it comes with um we have a ton of new guys in the program um and so um which brings a lot of talent but we also have to hammer home hey like this is this means something here um this is important this is what we do this is who we are we are special teams you and so um yeah after I believe it was after the Okie State game. Um, coaches, a lot of different coaches said some things. Coach Kleiman was pretty fired up, um, and it was well-deserved. Um, I spoke to the team as well, um, leading into Texas Tech, just trying to explain the importance of special teams and everything we've been able to, to do, and that I've been blessed to be a part of that um, for several years now. And so I was like, now that I'm a leader on this team, I'm a captain, I, I, I can't let that slip. I can't let that standard slip. So um, we've got new guys in different positions we've got other guys that are uh, kind of brought the reins in and, and tightened up on some things and so i feel like we're getting right to the getting back to the right direction on teams yeah well speaking of that turnaround seth you guys dropped the game to oklahoma state on a friday night in stillwater a few weeks ago there were a lot of frustrations from that game and a lot of programs to culture starts to crack after a couple difficult losses like you guys suffered against what was a good Missouri team and oh by the way what turned out to be a pretty darn good OSU team by the way they're playing right now six and two but you guys have had a propensity to rebound over the last couple of years you did so last year after the two lane loss everybody was a little bit down and then you go and win at OU and eventually win the big 12 and since that OSU game you guys have bounced back in a big way and have dominated each of your last three opponents What's the biggest thing that's led to this turnaround and what is it about this program that enables you guys to respond as a team to adversity so well? Yeah, I'd say uh, Coach Kleiman says it all the time. Uh, there's three different ways or the way three different teams may respond to adversity. Um, average teams, adversity strikes, and it destroys. Good teams, adversity strikes, and they survive through it and great teams or championship level teams adversity strikes and they get better because of it um and so that's just one of the things that uh we know um and luckily we have a lot of people from last year a lot of leaders from last year that saw um, what can happen when you respond correctly to adversity um and so yeah we've just tightened up uh, we really focused on blocking out the outside noise um one week we got a lot of people telling us we're the best team in the nation and the next week People need to be fired, and we don't know what we're doing. And, and so we, we've really focused on just listening to the inside noise, um, blocking out the outside noise, and just leading it to our preparation, uh, taking it one day at a time. Today's Wednesday, so our goal is to make it the best Wednesday we could possibly have, and we'll worry about Thursday tomorrow. Um, and so just leaning in. Um, and I think Coach Middleton, our wide receiver coach, he said things get hard. We need to pull together, not pull apart. And so. We've been focusing on that and uh, just taking it one day at a time and our preparation has been leads.
I got to tell you about our friends at Homefield Apparel. As always, over 40 K-State items, retro, vintage gear, super soft, super comfortable. I'm actually rocking a uh, Homefield Sailor Willie hoodie that is so comfortable. I can't tell you how warm it feels uh, as the cold temperatures of fall and eventually winter here approach. Uh, very comfortable, very sleek. Love the vintage retro gear that Homefield Apparel has on their website at homefieldapparel.com. Go check them out. Great, great folks who support us on 3Maw, and they have over 100 colleges to choose from. If that's your thing, you want to go check out some of the other colleges as well, by all means, you can do so. But uh, we can got 15% off for you on your first-time order. If you're purchasing K-State gear, use the code 3Maw23, discount code 3Maw23, uh, your first-time order as you go to checkout, and you'll score 15% off. Again, that's homefieldapparel.com, 3Maw23, discount code when you go to checkout. Go check them out. Tons of gear on there, including a sweet lavender bomber jacket as well that John Kurtz wears with Pennant Willie on it and uh, email written on the back. Great stuff over there at homefieldapparel.com. Go support them as they support us on 3Maw. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Success. I mentioned earlier your brother Shane is a redshirt sophomore on the team. What's the experience been like getting to play alongside your brother for three years? Uh, it's been awesome. It's been really cool, uh, especially because we didn't we didn't play together in high school. He went to a different high school, so him playing here together is the first time we've ever got to play together. And uh, huge K State fans um, having our K State uniforms on, playing in the backyard to now doing it out here in Bill Snyder Stadium. It's been it's been really really fun. something that not a lot of people get to do. So we definitely don't take it for granted. Yeah, and I want to expand on that in just a moment, Seth, but your dad, for folks that don't know, your dad, Mark, was a kicker at K-State from 1985 to 1988. He redshirted in 1984. His 37 made field goals in his career is tied for the sixth most in program history in his 61-yard field goal, which he actually reminded me of a while back because uh, I've forgotten this. His 61-yard field goal against Nebraska is the second longest made field goal in K-State history and was the longest until Martin Gramatica broke the record against Northern Illinois with a 65-yarder in 1998. But you talked about this. When when in your childhood did you become a K-State fan, and, and what was that like growing up? Um, I would say the day I was born. <laughs> yeah. I got taken home, and I was wrapped up in 
K-State blankets and stuck next to a K-State football. My dad tried to put one of those little midi helmets on my head, but luckily my um, it's been ever since I heard, um, I've been bleeding purple, wearing purple and hearing on the cats. So. Well, when, when do you know, when did you know you wanted to go to K-State? And I guess for people like me, right? I, I grew up a, a diehard K-State fan, but I was never good enough to where I could play K-State football, you know, and it would have been a dream for some, you know, many of us to be able to run out that tunnel. So you grew up a, a huge K-State fan. How surreal is it to then play football at K-State, the team you cheered for, and get to go there and run out of that tunnel every Saturday? It is. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, I thank God for it all the time. Uh, it's something that I uh, dreamed about, I prayed about, and I worked really hard for. And so it's... Uh, it's super, super special. I try not to take it for granted because uh, I've gotten to do it for six years now, but um, I know it will come to an end, and so I'm trying to soak in every moment that I get because it is super special. What was your favorite K-State game or memory growing up? Growing up? Yeah, before you got to K-State, because I, I have a feeling your favorite moment at K-State is winning the Big 12 championship, right? But I am curious, uh, and if I'm wrong, and there's another moment that stands out to you, by all means, correct me, but... I'm curious, just growing up, what maybe a moment or a game that really stood out to you that you always reflect on, back on? Yeah. For me, the one that I think of about the most is the uh, the four-overtime game against A&M. Um, what was that, 2011, maybe? 2011, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just remember me and my dad in the living room standing there. We both had pills in our hand, like, screaming and you know, and we're from Houston, so all my friends are a bunch of Aggies back home, and there was a lot of Aggies back home in Houston. So, um, for tense game against A and M, that was that was death uh, favorite a statement growing up. What what stands out about this coaching staff and and makes it special, Seth? Um, I would say how open they are into like to the players' opinions um, and letting it be a player led team. I mean, every every year and every week, Coach Kleiman, um, the rest of the coaches, Coach True, our athletic training staff, they're always looking for something. Hey, what can we do? How can we make your bodies feel a little bit better? How can we get this guy or this group of guys to buy in a little bit more? What are you guys seeing in the locker room that we're not seeing? Um, they're never, hey, this is how we're going to do things. It's our way. You guys need to do this. They're, they're very much that. Um, preach that it's our team um, and and they let us they let us hold that um, and, and run with it. and I really appreciate that um, and I think the guys um, can really see that um, so yeah I'd say that's the that's the biggest thing about this staff is that they let the players lead the way and they're always looking for what can be better they're not afraid to to change if there's if we can get this much improvement they're willing to make the change you guys have put yourself in a position once again where with four games remaining in the regular season, you control your own destiny to get back to the Big 12 championship, which I know is a goal of yours. And now this weekend, you're the big noon game on Fox, going on the road, top 10 Texas, and it, a game where if you win it, you put yourself in a really good position for a potential return trip to Arlington. What's kind of the mindset and message to the guys in the locker room heading into this weekend's game? Yeah, like I said, uh, right now we're, we're focused on Texas. Um, and more specifically, we're focused on Wednesday. Um, how can we make today the best day we can, right? Like how much more can you see on film today? How much more can you give on practice today, give during practice today? And how much more can, you know, Will and I get on the same page about this certain route, this certain concept? And so um, 
we're not really looking far ahead. Obviously, we we understand um, the stakes that are there, uh, but right now we're just focused on Texas, focused on Wednesday, and taking it one day at a time, one play at a time. You growing up in the state of Texas and in the Houston area, d- does this game take on a little bit more significant meaning to you, Seth? Just you know, Texas is a big dog in the state of Texas, and you've grown up a lifelong K State fan, but you know, Austin, Texas is a big deal, right? So does it take on any more meaning? Um, I'd say so a little bit. Um, just being from Texas, um, it wasn't like I uh, ever wanted to be recruited by them and looked. I mean, I was 5'8", I'm probably 145 pounds coming out of high school. UT would have never looked at me at anything other than a, a ball boy. So I'm, uh, I don't really have anything against them. Um, but being from Texas, where UT is the big dog, um, it definitely means a little bit more. Um, just uh, especially growing up, seeing the battles between K-State and UT. Yeah, a few more and we'll get you out of here, Seth. But I, I'm curious, obviously, Will and Avery have rotated at quarterback over the last few weeks. How, how impressed have you been with just how they both handled that? I've been really impressed. Um, it's not uh, an easy thing to do um, to rotate quarterbacks. Um, it's hard when one, you feel like one guy's getting in a groove, but then we're going to switch another guy in there to, to see what he can do. Um, but I think they've both handled it really well. They both continue to support each other, um, and push each other. And then I think it also speaks to the, the rest of the team for backing up whoever's in there. You know, when Will's in there, Will's our guy. Um, he's going to lead the team. And then when Avery's in there, we're right behind him. Uh, we believe in him and whatever he can do. So I think it's, uh, it says a lot about both of them, uh, Will is probably the best in the nation at, at doing that. Uh, I mean, he's on year four of uh, an unconventional quarterback plan. And so uh, it takes a lot to, to sway that guy. He's confident in who he is um, and, and, and what he's doing. And so whenever he gets out there, um, he's confident in what, what he needs to do. A couple fun ones here, Seth. And, and I may have had help with a couple of these, but uh, I'm supposed to ask you, did you learn how to do a stick move against a tree in the backyard? Yeah, I'm assuming that's coming from my dad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and uh, we had a couple trees in the backyard growing up, um, and we'd run like a little in route around the backside of the tree. Um, and so that's where I was learning a little little head fake, a little stick, open up my hips good enough to, to get out and create some separation. So, yeah. Okay. I was hoping it wasn't something where like you ran into the tree, you know, yeah. and it knocked you out or something, because that's something I would have done. Yeah. Uh, so, um I'm curious, what is your dream play in a game? So scoring a touchdown offense, blocking a punt, which you've done before, or housing a kickoff or a punt return for a touchdown where you're the guy that, that gets the ball and runs it to, and houses it? So <laughs> my dream scenario, as I've always said, this is my dream scenario because I was able to do this at lower levels, like in middle school and early high school would be to, because I grew up, so my dad kicked, and I grew up a soccer player, and so I always grew up kicking. I kicked through my senior year of high school, um, actually took some reps at kicker here in practice a few years ago, and and so I've always I dreamed of kicking as well. Um, but my dream scenario would be probably to score a touchdown and then get to go kick the extra point and then kick off um, the next, when we are on kickoff, and then make the tackle. That would be my, that would be my dream uh trifecta scenario why why didn't why didn't coach Kleiman do that on the game was in hand why would you should just went ahead and let him do let you do it yeah i, I haven't really talked to him about it 
that moment I was, I really wasn't worried about kicking the X point. I was just glad that I finally got in there, but maybe I'll see if, if we're, if we're up big again and, and if I score again, maybe he'll let me I'll have to talk to him about it. Aside from Saturday's touchdown catch, do you have a favorite play in your career that maybe stands out that you made? Um, probably, probably downing the punt in the championship game against us. Um, that one was, um, one that I feel like sometimes maybe gets a little overlooked and that's okay. That's part of special teams. That's part of it. I, I embrace that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was a fun one catching it over the shoulder, trying to down it around five and, uh, hopefully preventing them from trying to drive down this field field goal. I, I can tell you, Seth, we do not overlook that play. Uh, we were we were there at the Big 12 championship game, and we knew TCU could move quickly offensively, and you making that play convinced Sonny Dykes to take it into the locker room. Uh, or t- not take it into the locker room, but take it to overtime, right? Like they came out and they just took a knee and ran the clock out. And I think if that's a touchback, they're probably going hurry up and trying to go down and score and win that game in regulation. So it was an absolutely gigantic play. Nice punt from Ty and a great play from you. I don't know if people know how hard that is. Trying to catch a ball over the shoulder like that in the air. Like, that's such a difficult play, and you made it look so easy. So I thought that would be your answer, and it's one of my favorite plays, Seth, because it was such a huge moment for this team. Well, hey, Seth, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate having you at K-State. Grateful for you and your family, K-State family. Um, and so happy for you that you got that touchdown on Saturday. And hey, let's uh, let's double that up and let's get you another one against the Longhorns this Saturday. Get a few more of those this season. And uh, wishing you the best of luck, man. We uh, we hope you're back in the Big 12 championship, and we'll be down there supporting you guys. But appreciate the heck out of you, and also appreciate Riverbank Brewing and Council Grove for supporting Wildcat NIL and K State student athletes. So go check them out. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.